What's going on guys? Welcome to another mini episode of Eastern Current. So today I got Cameron on here again and I forgot on the other podcast we recorded for this week to say Merry Christmas. This is all coming out the week of Christmas so or the week before Christmas and uh, we want to say Merry Christmas to y'all. Thanks for your support. Um, we also want to say uh, thank you to Eric Williams who is a sponsor of this podcast. He's a realtor in town. He also has a YouTube channel. Um, Eric Williams Fishing. We'll have that stuff linked below. Good dude. Uh, has a has a passion for the outdoors and um, great person to, to buy a house from. He's actually helping me and my wife look for some land right now to build a house on um, in the near future. So excited about that. Um, also, go check out our Patreon page if you really like the content that we have over here. We've got extra content, more podcasts over there. Try to put out a podcast episode, extra podcast episode a week over there on Patreon. So, but me and Cameron wanted to hop on here and do another little mini episode about fishing solo and some productive ways to get out and and be productive, or some productive ways to get out and and target fish on your own. Um, I don't get to do this very often, so Cameron's going to take a lot of this for us. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to be able to add some points to it, but um, I asked Cameron the other day, I was like, "What's a good podcast topic?" And he said, "Fishing solo." And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." Um, and so, you know, a lot of times too, it's like I, I share with people, it's like you need to have your small circle of people you share fishing stuff with. And if they can't go with you, don't just take some random person because everyone tells at least one other person, you know, a fishing spot. So it, a lot of times that would might leave you fishing solo, which seems like a bummer, but man, that can be some of the most fun times on the water when you're out there by yourself. Um, and you get out on the boat quite a bit. Uh, on your own a little bit solo. yeah so mm-hmm. so what what do you think is kind of helps you be because that, that can be tough trying to pull or trying to troll the motor and be on the front and still spot fish so what are some of your tricks yeah so um the whole reason that this came up was because someone had reached out to me um and was like hey I, you know i i've been trying to catch a, a redfish on fly for the past few months and i can see them but every time I every time I see him, I'm already too close, and it's tough because I'm fishing by myself quite a bit, and so I don't have anyone to pull me, and so on and so forth. Um, so that just kind of got my wheels turning about like what what are some of the best ways to do this, um, and I'd say a couple things. One thing that I definitely like to do is just be as prepared as possible. Mm. Um, so I'll have a bunch of different stuff rigged up. I usually take eight rods with me. Um, and this time of year, I'll have four trout rods and, and four redfish rods. Um, and I think just having options for different scenarios is always going to be beneficial. So like, for instance, having a Ned rig on one redfish rod and then having a MR 17 on another one. And then maybe having a popping cork with just a jig head on the end that I can put a cut piece of shrimp on, um, just for different scenarios. Right. So if you're blind casting, maybe you throw in the popping cork with a piece of shrimp on it. Yeah. Uh, if you're sight fishing, having the Ned rig or the MR 17 ready to go and just depending on their water, uh, the water that they're sitting in, um, having that rod available and ready to throw. Definitely. Um, as far as like seeing fish, um, I definitely do a lot of polling while when I'm 
by myself and I'm trying to sight fish. And if I'm fly fishing, I'll have uh, what we call a stripping bucket, which most people probably know what that is. But I'll have a stripping bucket up on the polling platform with me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll already have all my line ripped out in the bucket, ready to cast. Um, so when I'm up there polling, uh, if I see a group of fish, I can try and get one more you know, push towards them yeah. and then just pick up the fly rod and drift towards them. Hopefully they're swimming towards me. Um, but if not, I have that pole caddy on my um, polling platform that I can just pop it back into if, yeah. if, uh, if I need to pick, pick up my rod and try and make a cast. But, you know, I think there's, there's just so many scenarios where, um, like, your line gets tangled, you don't have the right lure on, so on and so forth. Um, so I think in that, in that regard, practice helps a lot. Um, and you, the only way to get good at something is to practice it a bunch. And uh, so I think as far as sight fishing is concerned, just getting used to, if, if you're polling, that is, getting used to polling with your rod right next to you in your, in your, uh, in your stripping bucket and then really learning how to, when you're stripping your line in, to get it into the bucket. Right, Because, right. like, it's, it, it, and that, surprisingly, isn't the easiest thing to do. So you got to get, like, used to it. Um, but, it, you know, it sucks when you're stripping your line in, and it's going all behind your boat, all over the, your lights or whatever, the trim tabs. Anything it can find. It. Anything, yeah, and it's gonna find something. <laughs> it is gonna find something. Um, so get, getting good at that is important, and it wouldn't be um, something that, or it should be something that you should practice. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that just be going out there and casting for fun on your platform and and stripping it into the bucket, or just casting out a bunch of fish and making mistakes and learning along the way. Definitely. Um, but I'd say if you're if you're not on the pulling skiff and you're using like a trolling motor or something, what I do in those scenarios is I'll have like four rods up there laid next to me. Not not unlike a bass fisherman, <laughs> right? Um, and just having different options as far as baits are concerned. Um, well, there's a reason those dudes that are making their living fishing tournaments have all their rods rigged up ready to go right by their feet i mean taking that time out of like having to throw something else could be a you know a million dollar decision for them and for someone Mm -hmm. who's out there fishing solo on the weekend and wants to catch that one redfish on the fly rod or wants to catch that one redfish sight fishing it's important to take away any little bit of you know i don't know how to say it just put make yourself as ready as you possibly can be yeah and I think that kind of leads into organization a little bit as well. No, I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Not not so much like, I mean, having your tackle organized is is important to me. I know it's not important to a lot a lot of people, and and people that are unorganized are. I'm sure there's plenty of them that catch more fish than me. Um, but. I, I was gonna say organization in the in the regard of like your boat deck. Yeah. Like not especially in fly fishing, just not having if you're not using a stripping bucket. Have some extra towels. Stuff on, 
Yes, have a, some towels, something to throw over anything that your flying line could get caught on. Because there's, I mean, I've done it so many times. There's nothing more frustrating than like fishing for four hours and you finally see like a school and you're like, oh my God, this is my chance. And you're getting ready, getting ready. And you go to make your last cast and all the lines ripping out and then it gets caught on something. (laughs) That (laughs) That happens. happens. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it definitely happens. Um, But, you know, that might be the only shot you get that day. And um, a little bit of preparation can go a long way. Most definitely. When, uh, when, when you're fishing by yourself especially i would say i cannot agree more man. it's it's that's so true so what is your ready ready position like you're fishing you're in an area where you feel like you're going to encounter some redfish um and you're fishing mm-hmm. by yourself how are you set up what does your boat look like where are your rods how many rods do you have pulled out sure so in a fly fishing scenario i would be pulling my my fly rod would be next to me Sitting in the stripping bucket. With your boat, do you feel like you need you have to counterweight the bow when you're pulling it by yourself? No, it does pretty good by itself. Surprisingly, <laughs> not. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't have to counterweight it. Um, and then if I if I can see a group of fish from a distance, I'll try and get a couple pushes to where I'm just gliding, kind of towards them, but not you know still a decent ways away, especially if they're moving. And then I'll just pop my pole in the pole caddy and get my fly line in my hand and just watch them. Because more times than not, they're moving and there's a good chance they might start swimming right towards you. And being prepared for that is is important um, because putting a pole in a pole caddy isn't always the quietest thing, you know, because it like kind of snaps in and just that noise can can spook them for sure um so being as quiet as possible trying not to hit like too many oysters with my with my pole um so so for fly fishing that's kind of what i do yeah um and if if they are like stuck in a certain area i'll try and pull up on a piece of grass and just watch them for a little bit just to see what they're doing see if they're staying in one spot are they swimming a one line back and forth try and you know you try and pattern them as much as possible um given the the information that you're getting right um so if there's a little grass point you can set up on and you got and you can sit there without spooking them that that's always the best option um in my mind and then for for spin fishing i would say i generally will have three rods up on the bow with me um and sometimes I'll stand on, I have like the iPilot um, trolling motor, and sometimes I will stand up on the polling platform while using, yeah. while doing the trolling motor. But um, a lot of times for me in the winter, it's a little too shallow to do that. Uh, but if it's not, I'll, I'll stand up on the polling platform while using. Yeah, just for the visibility. I mean, anything to increase your chances of, of seeing fish for a little sure. bit earlier. It's always good. So, I mean, height is the one thing that's going to help you do that. Um, but yeah, with spin, spin fishing, I would probably have a rod in my hand and then three laying on the bow, um, just for different scenarios. Yeah. And uh, I mean, not 
doing pretty much the same stuff. Um, it's not it's not like rocket science. I mean, trolling motors are a little bit louder, I would say, and being really careful that if you are in shallow water, one, it's not hitting the bottom and turning up mud and making noise, right. and two, it's not so high to where the prop is making that like gurgling sound. <laughs> Just churning. Um, just churning, yeah. But, I mean, with the spinning rod, at least me personally, I can cast a spinning rod a lot further than I can a, a fly rod. So um, it's stopping even before I would if I was fly fishing, especially if I see them, like, waking or winking, um, what happened. Yeah, it's uh, – I feel like if, if I'm – fishing solo like that uh, if i am very confident where the fish are going to be and that i'm going to see them i'll throw the fly rod for sure but if i'm less confident in where i might encounter them where i'm going to be i need to be quick and accurate and might be thrown behind the boat i'm going to usually have a spinning rod for that scenario yeah um, definitely and i don't think i could have put it any better than cameron um some boats you know if you're on a if you're on a polling skiff you have to put a little extra weight like i know take a five gallon bucket or two five gallon buckets bring with you fill them up with the water put them on the bow uh, like my boat does not like to be pulled from the, like if I'm in any type of current or wind and I'm trying to pull it without anyone else on the boat, it's a big pain in the butt. But, um, even if you don't have a polling boat and you have a trolling motor, um, you know, being able to go out there and use a troll motor, put a cooler up on the bow that you can stand on and be able to see a little bit better can be a great way to get out there and, and do some solo sight fishing. So, um, you know, the, I, I think it's, there's nothing more fun. It's fun to share it with friends but when you're out there by yourself and you like stumble into something and catch a couple of fish by yourself and like, no one's around and it's just you and the fish. It's a pretty special moment for sure. So especially in the wintertime, it's cold. I just, the best part about it is there's no pressure. Yeah. There's no pressure at all. Just like it's, you can go do whatever you want. You don't have to catch anything if you don't want. I feel like sometimes um, I'm more serious about it then I though. And I get kind of pissed at myself when I mess it up. I'll be like, Dang. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So. It's a really, really good way to get better at fishing though. It is. Going by yourself. Cause I, I feel like you're, more open to trying new things and exploring and um that's a, such a good point yeah 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 go fish by yourself Just, and explore there's no pressure you don't have you to know, fish yeah no pressure you don't not you don't have to impress anybody um it's just you trying to find fish and get a little bit better heck yeah well dude I, you couldn't have said any better i'm gonna let it in with that thanks for checking out this mini episode you guys we will see y'all next week merry christmas love you later